Welcome into ACTV's Day Off. Jay Hanna is soloing it today. That's me. Matt Kibbe actually has a day off, which is definitely much deserved. Not going to spend too much time hashing out the week that was. Women's soccer dominating Alma. That was a big start to their MIAA conference push. Mahoney was named ACTV Player of the Week after a strong performance on Tuesday as well as just a strong week before. She is just killing it for the women's soccer team. Men's and women's tennis swept Concordia. Adrian College football, unfortunately, fell on the road to Trine. Had a chance to travel there with good old buddy Ian Went from WLEN and call that game on the radio. The football team just couldn't get anything going after the second quarter. They had a great second quarter, took the lead late in the first half, and couldn't get anything going, much like today's Monday here um, in October, it's uh, downpouring outside. It was downpouring in Angola, and um, once it started downpouring, the offense just kind of sputtered out. They fell 36-20, to but it got a big, huge game coming up this weekend as they host Albion. Albion always at the top of the MIAA standings. If Adrian wants a chance to make a push for that conference championship, they're going to have to do it right here on Saturday, 5 o'clock on ACTV. Also, men's and women's rugby continued to start strong. Women's rugby won three matches over the weekend in Richmond, Indiana. And then men's rugby dominated Grand Valley State with a huge shutout victory of over 50. But that's all I got for the recap of the week that was. We have a special edition of ACTV's Day Off. We get to meet one of our new head coaches. And let's just say he's a big deal on campus right now. Not going to give you any more clues, but you're going to meet him after this break. I'm just really, really excited to, to get going and uh, to try and lead these guys and try and help them reach their full potential as basketball players, but more importantly as people, as student athletes, and as men when they get out of here. So very excited to get going. Oh, let's play Bulldog basketball! The Adrian College men's basketball program has a new man in charge. Tim Kaiser was announced the new head coach by athletic director Mike Duffy last week, but has been leading the program for several weeks now. After being named acting coach late in the season, Kaiser won his first career game overseeing the team. Anytime you can get any experience is really good. So next year, game one, it won't be game one for me. It'll be game seven. And that's, a, that's a, actually a big thing. And beyond the games, more so the practices. Right, being able to lead the practices. Because if we want to be good on the court, that's the most important thing about what we're going to do. He played at Waynesburg University in Pennsylvania, where he was able to play in basically every role, including coming off the bench and starting as the team captain. Since his playing days, he has served as a graduate assistant at Heidelberg University in Ohio and assistant coach at Muhlenberg College in Pennsylvania. That's before he arrived as a Bulldog last fall. All of my experience is in Division Three. That's all I know, and that's what I love. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be involved in. And I think while, yeah, I'm young, I also think I'm confident. Kaiser and his team have already began their work in recruiting and preparing for next season. He can't wait to take the court with his team in a few short months. I think first and foremost is that we're a connected group at all times. I think that's so important, especially in Division Three, especially in basketball. So number one, that we're really connected, that we love playing together. I think that is the most important thing, is that we really enjoy playing together and sharing in each other's success. Reporting from the Marilot Sport and Fitness Center, I'm Matt Kibbe for Adrian College TV. 
And we're back on ACTV's Day Off. I told you we had a very special guest today. Head coach of men's rugby, Benny Mattiolona. I said that right, right? That's correct, yeah. Close, close enough, right? Yeah, that's All right, good. All right, Benny. So um, you're one of men's rugby. I mean, obviously you go in with high expectations, but uh, I, I, you gotta, you've had to have exceeded some expectations so far, right? Or is this where you, you expected to be at? Yeah, this is, uh, this is, um, you know, we, we were actually looking to get a point five hundred at least, uh, as a goal. Um, we kind of very, we exceeded that <laughs> way too high. Um, I kind of knew that going in, but I didn't want to shoot too high. Um, but the boys, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're all bought in, they're ready to go. Um, and take it as far as we can. Well, and the cool thing about your team is it like shows kids from all over the world. I mean, there's, I, I saw someone from like New Zealand, right? And um, I, I heard, I always hear the story about how you went and recruited a bunch of kids in Utah. And so the, how, how is like the diversity and everyone kind of meshing together? And, and does that make them more of like a family, I guess? Oh, actually it does. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, boys, the Polynesian boys that are on a team from Utah, um, you know, they grow up playing rugby. So it's like, you know, us as kids growing up playing basketball and football for them, like rugby's first and then every other sport from there. But, you know, once the kids got on campus, they immediately started gelling. Um, they brought the culture of the Polynesian and Tongan, the, the Samoan and Tongan culture and bringing it in. And it kind of took effect on the whole team and everybody bought in. <clears throat> everybody was hanging out with each other, going to the houses, going to the lakes easily. And they just clicked right away. That's awesome. And so you guys have had a lot of success, Benny. What what brought you here? And why don't you tell me a little bit about your story of, you know, before you came to Adrian, what were you up to, I guess? Um, so uh, I was, uh, I stopped playing rugby back in 2013 uh, for Life University. Uh, met my wife from Michigan and then we moved up here. Uh, kind of needed a different change where, you know, I, I still wanted to play rugby, but also, you know, I was, I was getting to the age where I need to stop playing rugby. So I chose to coach um, and helped start the Legacy Rugby Academy in Brighton um, and also the Tro Detroit Catholic Central in Novi. Uh, once we started that program, we've taken off. Um, you know, the program now at Legacy, it's still going, but Detroit Catholic Central is a varsity sport now this year. So once COVID hit, I was actually looking for something, you know, for payment, but I was working for free for many, many years. And uh, Adrian College came around and decided to drop my name in the hat, and here we are. And it helps when you when you win a bunch right off the bat too, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your playing career. Um, before before you started coaching, you mentioned that you you finally hung up the cleats, cleats, yep. right? Yep. Um, what what was your playing career like, and and what I guess how much success did you have? Uh, I had a lot of success. Um, I did play football in high school, and we had a rugby program in Sacramento, California. Um, the Burbank Islanders. We were Luther Burbank High School, and Sacramento on the outer skirts, or, or sorry, the inner city, inner city of uh, Sacramento, um, decided to play rugby. Didn't know that my, my dad started playing rugby and my whole family, so I took on it and kind of really clicked easy for me. So I started playing and made the U.S. Uh, U19 national team in 2004 and went to the Junior World Cup in 05 in South Africa. Uh, continued to keep playing, and then I got a scholarship to Life University down in Marietta, Georgia. That's where I met my wife, and that's where you know, we are here. Um, I took a six-year hiatus of playing rugby. Um, Major League Rugby came around, and I decided to you know, give it a go and at uh, New England. The, sorry, the, the New England Free Jacks. <clears throat> uh, made the practice squad, but, you know, the, the money, since it's it's a new pro sport, so they're still building their reputation, and 
reputation and the money just wasn't good. And to live in Boston, which is what number one expensive city in the country, just couldn't do it, especially with four kids. So I decided to hang it up and just focus on coaching from there. And now you bring everything to Adrian College, and you mentioned you have that four kids, the wife. You, you kind of bring the, uh, I don't I don't know, the dad atmosphere to the team, and I'm sure the kids embrace that as well. But I've, I've seen your kiddos running around the team as well. Um, how have the students um, kind of accepted you? Because obviously you're a new head coach and, and also accepted the kids, you know, hanging out at practice and stuff like that. Yeah, they, they've been great with the kids. Um, they'll see the kids every now and then. Every Wednesday I'll bring them to training because, you know, my wife's working in Saginaw still. So I'll take the kids and, and they'll pass the ball around with the kids and they'll let them hit the bags. Um, just kind of go crazy out in the field. But every time, like, we'll go to away games, the boys will – literally offer the kids food like for instance we were in Grand Valley State and Grand Valley State hosted us and, and gave us bought us pizzas for the team and one of the guys uh, Lecky just literally grabbed the box and said here take this take this just take it and eat it and my wife was like what is this this box we, we, we don't want any he's like no no no, just take it so you know the, the guys have been great around family and I think they're they're missing home and I'm trying my best to make sure that they feel comfortable here as well so you know different it's a, it's a shock for them to be in that tongue and Polynesian community and then coming here it's a completely new atmosphere and they're still trying to find their way from here so well I know I know you're from like you said Sacramento area you went to school down in Georgia now you're in good old Adrian Michigan um but the first couple matches you know you beat Notre Dame you beat Michigan you beat Michigan State all all these teams obviously you know it is still a club sport but to see um, your kids step up and beat these bigger schools like that, um, what was that like as a coach? And um, how do you think that they played? I mean, do you think that they can t- continue to get better? Yeah, I, I think we, we can. And, and you, I scheduled those games just for us to gain some experience so we can do well in our Great Lakes Conference, which is a lot of Division Two programs. But, you know, uh, we were just going to use that as a platform to help develop our players, you know, because it's the first year. I wasn't looking to go all the way. And uh, our boys stepped up and were like, no, no, we're, we're going to take on the challenge. And, and they did. You know, I'm never happy or satisfied by the way they play. They think that, you know, we're, we're hot stuff. But at the same time, it's like we, we got to stay grounded and, and continue to run our systems because we're getting away with some of the, the smaller details that we can get away with programs that are not that good. Um, but once we start, once we go to D1 next year, which they already moved us up already, um, you know, we can't, we can't let those small mistakes, you know, con us. Now, so we got to be able to fix that and nip it in a button now so we can continue to keep playing and developing and growing next year. So what's the process like of um, is the ultimate goal to be an NCA sport or, or how what's what's the plan? I guess I know that this is year one, so there's a lot to lot to do. But what what's the end goal um, for your team? Oh, that's that's a good question. I haven't I don't, honestly I haven't really thought that far, um, but, you know, it's it's until rugby starts to grow nationally will never be an NCAA sport. Um, we're, we're in the process where lacrosse used to be, I think about 10 years ago, where you know no one knew lacrosse. So that's where we're at, and we're continuing to keep growing it, and we want to help grow uh, youth programs around Adrian as well as Tecumseh as well as Chelsea to help create some rugby awareness but also give them a different outlet like, hey, if you don't make it in football, you can also have an opportunity to play you know, rugby, right, similar to, to, to football with a contact sport. But – mixed in with a little bit of soccer as well. So. Yeah, for sure. And um, obviously I've, I've seen you guys host some camps, some some stuff just to try to get some kids to, involved. What what should people know about rugby um, for someone that maybe has never watched 
a rugby scrum or, you know, anything that happens in rugby. Obviously some people are like, Oh my gosh, it's so violent, you know, and stuff like that. But these kids are tough. And what, what, what do you think people should take away um, from watching their first um, rugby contest? Um, <clears throat> they should really look at the safety aspect. I know we're, we don't have protective gear or very much to little, little to none. Um, but when we go in our, our contact, whether we're tackling or running the ball, we're actually quite conscious of, how we're going to approach the tackle, how we're going to ruck. Um, but what we, we also preach the whole safety portion of, of rugby. So um, I'm trying to implement that whole safetyness into all sports where, where we're dealing with awareness, we're dealing with, with uh, space like hockey where the transitions from attack to defense and defense to attack. But, you know, it's, it's an exciting sport for someone that's never watched it. And um, I, think they'll, I think they'll enjoy it. But, they, you know, I think my part – is I think I need to create some awareness of, of bringing different pamphlets to help them understand what the game is about once they show up to our games too. So that's something I'm working on right now. That's a really good idea. And um, real quick, off the top of your head, I want five rugby-specific terms that are your favorite that people should know when they're watching a, a rugby um, contest. Oh, uh, lineouts, scrum, penalties, rucks, and transition. Okay. <laughs> that and then, was, sorry, that was, no, that's fine. What what do those mean? So line out is once the ball goes out of bounds, that's their way of restarting. So you'll see the guys throw them up in the air to catch the ball. Uh, scrum is more of a restart for continuous play. If there's a penalty or you knock the ball on forward, they'll reset the whole play and get them into a scrum. So think of your offensive lineman, a defensive lineman going at it. Uh, when you think of ruck, ruck is just a continuous start, but you know, it's it's almost as like you're. Once I get tackled, I go down. I'm placing the ball towards my team. Ruck is I'm clearing everyone out so we can regain possession and then continue to keep playing. Well, I'll tell you, I just watching. I I got a chance to go watch the Michigan State game, and I just love this as a former coach, and you know, still have aspirations to coach a sport and all that stuff. I love the strategy that comes into just the simple scrums. You know, seeing if somebody come from behind and. St- pull it out from underneath people's legs and stuff like that and just start the process. And I just love seeing things develop throughout, throughout the entirety of the, of the game and um, how you see how they're playing certain players and stuff like that. And how, how much in-game adjustments do you guys do? And I know that there's, there's sevens, there's 15s, there's all that, but um, like during the, the quarter break or whatever, how much work do you change uh, in the middle of the of the contest, I guess. So we, we'll go in, let's say, uh, when we go in the first half, we'll, we'll have a game plan of how we want to play, you know, let the defense react to the way we play. And is if, if, if the defense starts to adjust, then we'll say, hey, their back three, their fullback can't really catch. They can't really transition to catch it. Let's put it down. Let's force them to make the mistakes so we can get the ball back. So, you know, there's there's slight adjustments, but there's not really much to it. So there's, you know, if, if we know that we have a good foot, like Conor McGregor, or sorry, McGregor Adams and, uh, sorry, <laughs> wrong sport. No, that's okay. Uh, McGregor Adams and Sam, you know, those guys can kick the ball. Well, if we're inside their zone, let's go for points. Right? We're, we're always going to try and walk away with points when we're inside the gold zone is what we call it. So, yeah, there's there's small little little adjustments, but not too much of it. Now, I, I, I noticed the kick from the side, you know, trying to get through the goal post and all that. Do you recruit a kicker, or is that someone that plays that can kick as well? That's someone that plays that can kick as well, but you know that's always a, a great uh, addition to their skills. So it's you know we'll, we'll look for guys like that because I know uh, McGregor is a senior this year and he's been a huge addition. He 
can boot that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. And, and so, um, you know, like I said, it's a new sport on campus, but just being at that Michigan state game, being at some of the home stuff that you guys have been doing, what have you thought about the reaction from the student body as far as how you guys um, have been received on campus? You know, I, first I, w- I just want to give a shout out to the fans and, and all the support, um, especially the wrestling team. They they have been to every single match and uh, they've been having their signs and, and you know, just giving the, the opposing team some, you know, a little, little laugh here and there. But, you know, they actually traveled to GVSU for our match and, it's very appreciative when we see fans that travel with us that uh, still don't understand the sport, but, you know, they're very supportive, and, and that's something that I want to give a shout-out to the, the wrestling program. So thank you guys for that, and, and, and all the parents and all the, the administrative staff as well. Yeah, how much work goes into that when you have kids from, you know, overseas and stuff that, um, you know, administrative help and, and, you know, other parents stepping up to help, how much of that goes into it for these kids that, you know, don't necessarily have anyone here? Um, that, that's where, you know, parents will step up and, and be willing to accept the guys and say, Hey, if you want to come over and and have that family environment, you know, they're always open. Um, I think Mike Duffy even mentioned, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but, uh, you know, he, he invited the guys over like guys that are international players that can't go back home. And, you know, he's more than willing to let those guys come over for Thanksgiving. So, um, I'm trying to make sure that, um, I try to keep that what they're used to, their culture environment, the family environment, to make sure that, hey, you're not homesick, but, you know, we don't want you to take a step back by going back home and start from zero. So we're we're trying to keep them around for the next four years. So something special to build off of, especially for the first year. Awesome. So real quick before we let you go, um, what should the everyone expect the rest of the season? What will it look like? And how does, like, postseason work and stuff like that? So we have Oakland University this Saturday uh, in Rochester. Uh, Ferris State the following week, and we have our pink-out game against Saginaw Valley State here at home. And then our last home game uh, is against Calvin. So for the next four weeks, we're, we're looking at just getting our guys that haven't been getting much playing time in. Um, and just no disrespect to to the rest of the team, but you know, right now we got to prepare for the playoffs, and um, I know that there's about two rounds leading into the championship will be held in Houston December December 10th to the 12th. So we're, we're trying to prep our guys to make sure we're all healthy uh, and, and ready to go once playoffs. Cause that's where, you know, crunch time starts. Do you have realistic expectations to book a play, uh plane <laughs> flight to, uh, to Houston? Uh, I, I can't really say that, but you, you I kind of know the answer to it, but yeah, it's, I, I, I think we can, but you know, our guys just have to stay grounded and, and not be too big headed. We have to, Make sure we're sticking to the plan and, and taking one game at a time. Awesome. Benny, anything else you got? No, just thank you for inviting me. I appreciate the time. All right, that's Coach Benny running the men's rugby team here on ACTV's Day Off. Thank you as always to everyone tuning in. We'll see you next week.